All right, we are live. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is February 10th, 2022, and week 158. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about back to the basics. And no matter what we do, we try to learn a new skill. It's always good to go back to the beginning, to get the fundamental things, because those are sometimes mo the most important things. And without those, you can't get to where you need to go. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. I hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, let's go into a word of prayer. Uh, again, as Melvin said, glad to see you guys. Um, it is always a blessing to be able to just be in the midst of another Bible study. I try my best not to take this for granted uh, because I understand my days are numbered. Uh, this could be the last one. Only God knows. So. Uh, I'll try to do my best to cherish this. So again, let's go into a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, thank you for another day, another opportunity, Lord, another chance just to get our acts together, as Melvin would say. Lord, we thank you for just being a mighty God in our lives, Lord, a loving God, a kind God, a God who is forgiving, a God who won't hold the past against us, a God of uh, redemption but we thank you for just your grace and mercy lord uh, help us lord to just share that and spread that with one another especially those in the house of faith lord in your body the body of christ lord we ask that no matter what happens to us in this life help us to remember that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm and so lord we're praying all these blessings in your loving name jesus amen Amen. So we're going back <clears throat> to the very beginning. Uh, as Melvin said, it, it's great to go back because sometimes we forget some things. Sometimes, uh, and I know I can say this about myself, that there'll be some things that I say, you know, I, I want to accomplish this. I want to do that and do this, that and the other. And some of those very important things. I'll skip. I'll even forget. Uh, it might have been a long time since I've did it. Um, and so, you know, you forget about it. Uh, and if we're not careful, we can do that same thing uh, as it pertains to Christ. Um, we understand there are certain core fundamental things within the gospel. There's core things that we need to do. And not only do, just things we need to know, things we need to be spreading, telling others about. And that's what we're going to cover tonight, um, along with whatever else the Lord lays uh, out for us. So let's go to John chapter five. I believe that's the verse I gave you. Excuse me, John chapter three and verse five. Um, and we're going to pick up what Jesus said here. Jesus answered. 
Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You know, I love the way Jesus handled every situation. I mean, if you just really study, and I'm sure there's so much more he wants to show me. But just from what I've grasped thus far, he thoroughly understood how to handle every situation. He understood how to handle every person. You know, he didn't handle each person the exact same way. I was listening, listening to someone and he talked about uh, certain people. You have to push certain buttons and with other people. You push a different button. You don't approach each person the same way. And so I understand Jesus. He knew that. He understood how to navigate, how to um, get the best out of people. And that's my job as a preacher to understand people are different. People respond in different ways. And so I think about what Paul said. He said, look, when I went among the barbarous people, I was a, I was as a barbarian. He understood how to uh, shift and shape his approach because he wanted to reach the people. Now he wasn't going to sin or do anything wrong, and so I love that about Jesus. Jesus is talking to someone here who has a certain level of knowledge in Nicodemus. And so he's going to use an approach. And he tells him, read verse 5 again for the male. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, this man, Nicodemus, has a certain knowledge about God. And those of you under the sound of my voice, you have a certain knowledge of God. And so being you have a knowledge of God, it is not my intention to come on here and try to fight you, try to uh, offend you. I want you to understand I'm not your enemy because I want you to be willing to listen to me, to listen to us, to listen to whatever it is that we have to say. And so I'm going to do the best that I can uh, with the help of God. And so he says, unless a man be born, now except means unless, they mean the same thing. Before someone say, you add words to the Bible, <laughs> you have people that, that act that way. But he said, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit. Now, I didn't write this, but he said, except you do this. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. They won't be saved unless they do this. Now, this is the words of Jesus. This is his words. I'm only repeating them. And I'm only explaining. More into it, which he explained it enough, but I want to bring it straight plain to you. He said, except you do this, water and spirit. He said, you got to do two things. Now, there's much more because he even talked about more. 
But just from these verses here, this verse here, he said, unless you do this, you cannot enter. Now, everybody today wants to enter into heaven. That's why we're that's why we have these Bible studies, because we want to go. I believe right now, <laughs> if Melvin decided about uh, heaven is fate, he, this is his last time doing this. <laughs> now, that's what I believe. <laughs> if I find out, and I know I can't, but suppose I started to believe heaven is not real. This would be my last Bible study. <laughs> because I would say, what is the point of doing this? But I understand it's real. So, Jesus said, unless I do this, I cannot enter into heaven. And so, our job is to find out what two things he was talking about. He said, be born of the water and of the spirit. Now, this man, Nicodemus, didn't understand what he was talking about. And so I want to drop down, drop down to verse nine. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, how can these things be? He said, how is this? How is this so? How is this possible? What are you talking about? What do you mean? Now, we didn't read it. But earlier when he heard being born again, Nicodemus said, can a person go back into their mother's womb? He was trying to figure it out. He wanted an understanding. And God rewarded him for it. Pick up the next verse. Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? See, Jesus understood this man's background. So he approached him from this angle. See, it's about knowing being able to relate and connect to people. We all can't relate on every single thing, but there's something we have in common. There's some things we know mutually. And so he says, you're a master of Israel. You're a Pharisee and you don't understand this. He said, these things are written. And so I'll make it plain to you. What Jesus was talking about was being water baptized that's being born of the water and receiving the Holy Ghost. That is being born of the Spirit. That's two different things. You don't receive the Holy Ghost automatically when you're water baptized. Some people receive it before. Some people receive it after. Some people may receive it when they get baptized. It depends on how God wants to do it and if that person is ready or not. And so... I wanted to go here because, you know, we'll talk about a lot of different things. But now this is something crucial for you to do. Now, I've heard people say, well, I don't have to get baptized. People will say that. Now, let's go and see about Jesus. Let's go to Matthew chapter three. Because if Jesus had to be baptized, then you need to also. So let's see if he had to. See, I know somebody's already made their mind up. I don't have to. That doesn't make me saved. I understand your position. But now let's use the scripture 
because you say you believe in the scripture. Let's use the scripture to see what the scripture said. Let's pick it up in Matthew chapter 3. And um, I want to drop, and, and we might go back up and read, uh, but let's drop down to verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John. Now this, now this is the same Jesus that we're praising. The same Jesus we adore. He's coming. Look at the trip he's made. He's coming from Galilee to the Jordan River. Uh-huh. Unto John to be baptized of him. Now he's coming for this purpose. Let's see what he came. What happened when he came? All right. But John forbade him saying, I have need to be baptized of thee and comest thou to me. You know what he said? He said, look, I need to be coming to get baptized by you. You don't need to get baptized by me. You don't need to do this. You don't need to, you don't have to do this. You know, that's what people say when we talk about baptism. They say, I, I don't have to do this. I don't need to do this. It's not necessary. But you know what we're going to find here, if you'll stick with us, somebody's going to get mad and they're going to stop listen, listening. But now if you're humble enough and sincere enough to stick with us, you will see Jesus said it was necessary for him to be baptized. Let's keep reading here. And Jesus answering said unto him, suffer it to be so now. He said, allow this to happen. John said, hold on, man. I'm not worthy to do this. I shouldn't be doing this. I need to come to you. A sinful man like me. And we're talking about Jesus who had never sinned. A person who had never sinned coming to someone who had sinned to be baptized of him. John the Baptist said, I should be coming to you. This is supposed to be the other way around. Jesus said, allow this to happen. Go ahead. For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. You know, he just said, I need to do this. I have to do this because it's the right thing to do. I have to. I have to fulfill all righteousness. He said, I have to fulfill the scriptures. That's what he's telling them. Because what we just read in John chapter 3. Jesus declared a law. He said, except a man is born again of the water and the spirit. He said he cannot enter into heaven. So if Jesus declared something, then he need to practice it. You know, we live in a world of hypocrites today. Because we will say, yes, you do this, you do that. But we won't do it ourselves. But I thank God that Jesus was not like this. Somebody said he practiced what he preached. So. Let's read that again. Verse 15. And Jesus answering said unto him, suffer it to be so now. But thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. He said we have to do this. It is necessary. We won't be right if we don't do this. You know. If Jesus had never sinned, 
and you have sinned, tell me why you don't need to do this. If he said it fulfills all righteousness for him to do it, tell me why you don't need to. Tell me why. For anybody who says, well, I don't have to do this. Well, why did Jesus have to? And we know we're not on his level. We're trying to do these things to get to his level, to get closer to him. So Jesus said, this is the right thing. We have to do this. John, I know you don't feel worthy enough to do this, but we need to do it. We have to fulfill. Jesus came here. He said he didn't come to destroy the law, but to what? To fulfill the law. So he here, he said, this is fulfillment here. So do you want to fulfill the scriptures? The scriptures are written. Do you want to fulfill them? Do you want to do your part? See, we're going back to the basics today. I don't remember the last time we talked about this. I, I don't think it was super long ago, but regardless, God puts it on my mind every once in a while. We got to start talking about being baptized in the name of Jesus. Because it's important for you to fulfill the scriptures. Have you been baptized today? And we're talking about going completely down the way that they did in the word, in the scripture. It tells us Jesus went to Jordan. Now that's a river. And we're going to pick it up in verse 16 to see how we should be baptized. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. He went up out of the water. That tells me he went down in it. See, this is the only way we're supposed to be baptized today. We've come up with so many other methods. And I'm not, again, like I said, I'm not trying to fight you. I want to help you if you've been baptized any other way. Somebody said, well, I was sprinkled. I, I have friends that were sprinkled. I get it. But now it's not scriptural to do that. I find Jesus went down in the water and he came up out of it. And so he said he's our example. So if Jesus wasn't baptized this way and the apostles were not baptized this way, then why did we start doing this? We got to get back to the basics. We have to get back to doing things the way that they should be done, the way that God intended for us to do them, being baptized in the name of Jesus and receiving the Holy Ghost. There's two things. Jesus said we needed to be born again of the water and of the spirit. Now, I know we've had our English class. We understand what the word and means. Two different things. So now, uh, let's start over in 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. Mm -hmm. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. He receives the Holy Ghost. He was baptized and he received the Holy Ghost. It said, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him 
and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. The spirit of God came upon him. That's why he was able to say. He had been anointed by the spirit of God to preach the gospel unto the poor. Because he had received the spirit. So these are the basics. These are the first things that we must do. We don't find Jesus preach until he has did this. We don't find him perform any miracles until he had did this. Now, I'm not saying he didn't, but we can't find any. They hadn't recorded any. He could have very well performed some miracles before. But now he really began his ministry after he was baptized and had received the Holy Ghost. This is the plan of salvation for us. This is what we are supposed to do. You're not too old to be baptized. Somebody said, well, I was already baptized. Well, what if you were baptized incorrectly? It matters. Somebody's not sure if it matters. Let, let's move over. Bef actually, before I do that, pick up verse 17 before we leave here. We're, we're going we're gonna to address that because somebody thinks it might not matter that much. Go ahead, Mel. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. You know, don't you want to please God? If you do, why don't you do the same things that Jesus did? He said, we need to do this. Why? Because it pleased God. See, this, this is not about pleasing Tony. This isn't about pleasing me. I don't come and preach being baptized to please myself. I, I told someone a long time ago, I don't have a personal agenda to baptize a thousand people. You know, that, that doesn't affect me one way or another. If I baptize a thousand people throughout my life, so be it. But if I don't, that, that doesn't bother me. I just want to see people saved. And so I understand being baptized and receiving the Holy Ghost. This pleases God. Don't you want to please him? Don't you want to please God? Read that one more time. Evan. And lo. A voice from heaven saying, and lo, see, this only happens now after Jesus has been baptized and received the Holy Ghost. Now, this is the same two things. The God of my heaven open to this man. Heaven is now open to him. Look at look at what is said. And lo, a voice from heaven. See, the heavens were open. It told us that I believe that was in Luke. It talked about how the heavens were open. The kingdom of God is now open to him. He told us when he was 12 years old, he said, I must be about my father's business. But even then, we still don't find God say, son, look, I'm pleased with you. We don't find God say that until this exact moment. It's only at this exact moment. Now, this was a man who had never sinned. And so if you know you have sinned and you're willing to admit. That means we still need to do this same thing Jesus did. So now for someone who's not so certain, it really even matters. 
about being baptized. If this hadn't been enough, because I'm sure for somebody it's not enough. I want to move over now to Acts chapter 17. Acts 17, and we will pick it up. Excuse me. Uh, Acts 19, I'm sorry. Let's pick up Acts 19 and verse 1. Now we're going to find people get rebaptized. See, there, all of these things are in the scripture already. I, I'm not coming on here making this up. This is in your Bible. I want you to pull up your own scripture. Now you can read ours off the screen, but somebody's going to get <laughs> somebody's going to get smart, Melvin. They'll say, "Well, they that that's their Bible. They came over that. They they." <laughs> somebody's going to say this is our Bible so pull out your own Bible and it's going to be in there it'll be in there Acts chapter 19 let's pick up verse 1 and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth Paul having passed through the upper coast mm -hmm. came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples you know I want you to make a note and make emphasis on the fact that he found some disciples because today hopefully I'm talking to some disciples of God I'm not hopefully now I know it might be someone who might not be a follower and they're on the verge they're on the fence trying to decide if they want to be and so I'm open to that too because at one point I was not a follower but now Paul has met some people who are already followers of God. Let's see what he said to them. He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? You know what? He wanted to check out their salvation. You know, people get mad when you check, <laughs> when you try to check out their salvation today. You know, as a preacher, I should be checking out your salvation. But I know somebody's going to be offended. Somebody will say, Well, I've been saved for 20 years. I've been saved longer than you've been living. I know someone feels that way, but God sends you preachers to help you. That's the purpose. And so Paul, having come and met some disciples, he said, do you guys have the Holy Ghost? Now, we know they're disciples. So why would this man ask a question like this? He wants to make sure he wants to help them. By any means necessary, he wants to make sure they have fulfilled all righteousness. Jesus said, look, suffer it to be so. We got to fulfill all righteousness. We got to do this the right way. See, salvation is not something we can take lightly and we can halfway do it. You know, I, <laughs> I've seen people have do a lot of stuff in life. But, you know, there are some important things in life. We make sure we get it right. We don't take no chances on that. You know, <laughs> you uh, growing up, you try to half make up your bed <laughs> and expect. Now, this was me. Now, somebody else might have a different experience, but I couldn't half make up my bed. You know, now that I'm married. Suppose I make up the bed and I have do it. I have to hear about it. My wife won't like that. See, there are certain things you just can't have do. We can't say, well, I, I tried. I, at least I did something. 
something's better than nothing. See, when it comes down to the baptism, you can't halfway do this. We can't just mess around and say, well, it'll be okay. Well, God loves me. We can't just do that. So he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Now, this is the same two things Jesus talked about. He said being born of the water and of the spirit. So here, Paul reversed the order. He asked them about the spirit first, and then he's going to get down to the water. Let's see what happened. They said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. They said, we, we don't know what you're even talking about. We, we don't know what you're talking about. Let's see what he said. And he said unto them, unto what then were you baptized? He said, did you get baptized? How were you baptized? Not only did you do it, how did you do it? He said, unto what? How were you baptized? It's important. I'm, I'm hoping I'm talking to somebody out there who will take heed to this. Because it's important. I know somebody else told you it's not that important. But I, I believe what Paul said. I believe what Jesus said. I believe the word of God. And what we can read here, it tells us it's important. All right, let's see what he said. And they said unto John's baptism. They said we were baptized by John the Baptist. Now this is crucial because John the Baptist his role was fulfilled when he baptized Jesus. After he baptized Jesus, Jesus went on and he began to preach. And he began to tell his disciples how we should now be baptized. And so therefore, John's baptism was no longer valid. He did his job, which was to baptize Jesus. But now Jesus, he's above John. And so he decided he already knew. But he wanted us to be baptized in his name. John was not baptizing in any name. Because he baptized the name. Now, I'm not going to get into that. I won't get into that. But. Let's see what Paul recognized here. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. John, the entire time, his message was believe on Jesus. So now Jesus has come and now Jesus tells them, I want you to be baptized this way. Therefore, the people who were baptized by John, they need to be rebaptized. Because Jesus said so. Somebody today thinks they don't need to be baptized. But I'll tell you, Jesus said so. I know you were baptized by someone who was a good person. I get it. It might have been your cousin, father, uncle, whoever it was. They were a good person. But now if they did not baptize you the way Jesus said be baptized, you got to do it again. This is for your own benefit. This is not to help me. I don't get any money out of this. I don't get anything out of this other than just the joy of you being saved.
That's all I get out of this. And that's enough for me. Honestly, that's enough for me. I don't have to get your money for me to be happy that you're saved. The Lord said that the angels rejoice in heaven when just one person gets saved. And God knows I'm trying to get there. So I'm going to rejoice down here when somebody gets saved. So let's keep reading here and find out what happened. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They were re-baptized. Somebody needs to be rebaptized today. If you're not sure, you need to check. Somebody who somebody is sure that their baptism was correct. You better go back to the basics and check. You better go back and check. Somebody was baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit, however they said it. But you better go back. Read, read that again, man. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They were baptized in Jesus' name. There's a difference of being baptized in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost and being baptized in Jesus' name. People being baptized in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, they're, they're just following the John baptism. I'll be honest with you. They're still following the John the Baptist baptism because again john the baptist did not baptize calling on any name and those of us being baptized today are saying i baptize you in the name of the father son and holy spirit which are not none of those none none of those are any names Father is not a name. Son is not a name. If you say father is a name, I want to see on your birth certificate where it says name and they put father. If you tell me son is a name, I want to see when someone asks you, hey, what's your name? And you say son. You might say John's son. You might say David's son. But son of itself is not a name. It's not a name. It's a reference to a position. Father is a position. It's a role. Son is a position. It's a role. Holy Spirit is a position. It is a role. Jesus is the only name under the Son. Scripture declares this. So if you have not been baptized in Jesus name, you need to do it again. This is what Paul went down there to tell them. He said, you guys are disciples. There's no problem with that, but you need to be rebaptized. And they didn't fight him on that. They didn't say, man, I already did that. As some of us would say. <laughs> some of us will fight the baptism in Jesus' name and go home and take a bath. Now, these are two different things, but they're similar. They both involve water. So why wouldn't you take the baptism in Jesus' name? 
we got to get back to the basics today. We've got to go back to our first work, the first things we should have did. We've got to go back. So let's keep reading here. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. Now, they received the Holy Ghost. And this is how you know somebody. Let me ask you, how do you know you have the Holy Ghost? Whenever I ask this question, I get so many different answers. And some people are honest enough to say they just don't know. And I respect that the most. I respect that the most. Instead of pretending as if you know, just say you don't know. There, there's no shame in that. Because now you humbly admit it. And now you can grow and learn. And so the scripture here says, And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. Now, how would Paul know that the Holy Ghost has came on these people? Let's see what happened. And they spake with tongues and prophesied. This is how we know when we have received the Holy Ghost. You'll speak in tongues. This is how we know. These are the basics. These are the fundamentals. If you have not did these two things, we've got we've to do it. Not because I said so, but because Jesus did. Let's go back over to where we started at. Uh, John chapter 3. Let's pick up verse 3 here. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We have to be born again. Being born again is being baptized in Jesus' name and receiving the Holy Ghost. Drop down to verse 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit. Same two things Paul asked him about. He said, Have y'all received the Spirit since you believe? They said, No, we, we don't really even know. He said, Well, unto what then were you baptized? He asked them the same two things that Jesus brought up. See, there's something about going back to the basics. Paul went back to the basics. You know, what I've recognized is we don't like the basic things. You know, I've mentioned it many times before. I'm learning how to play keyboard. And there are basic things. It doesn't sound interesting. Nothing about it sounds fun. It doesn't even sound necessary. But I'm told all the time, look, do these basic things. Follow these steps. Do this, do that. You, you can play all of those fancy things you want to play if you stick to the basic stuff first. But you know what? I said, man, that stuff. I feel there's a better way. I feel it's not necessary. Now, this is just what I was thinking in my mind. And I don't know for what reason. Maybe it just wasn't that appealing. I can't tell you why. Maybe I just was too lazy and didn't want to do it. But at the end of the day, I didn't want to stick to the basics. And after so much time has passed, I've realized how important the fundamental things are. 
this is human nature. You know, people want to uh, go to school, get a degree. They say, I can't wait to walk across that stage. You know, we want to shake someone's hand and take pictures with our family. This is stuff people want to do. But you know what? We want to skip all those things that make it necessary. The first time we get homework, you know, we go into class the first day. We're expecting the teacher to let us out. <laughs> the teacher starts teaching stuff. You say, man, what? It's the first day of class. And then the teacher gives you homework. We get homework on the first day. You know why? These are the basics. You need to know this stuff. You want to get a degree. You want to be successful in whatever craft or field it is. You got to do these basic things like doing your homework, learning. But we say, man, now they didn't have to do this. Do we understand what it is we're asking for? We don't understand how to get to the next level. We don't understand. We want to get to heaven. We want to be saved. Sure we do. But we don't understand. We got to do the basic things to get there. I know somebody has deceived us into thinking you don't have to do nothing. That's not even close to being true. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. He took up his cross. Now he told us to take up ours. That means it's something we have to do for ourselves. There's something we have to do. You know, Jesus didn't carry his own cross the whole way. He didn't carry his own cross the whole way. Another man carried the cross part of the way. He's telling us, he even gave us an example. He said, you got to do something too. You have to do something also. I'm not going to do all of this for you. I'll do some. I'll do a large part. But you still have to do something. These are the basics. So we have to go back and check our salvation. Peter says, save yourself from this untoward generation. We have to save ourselves. We have to make sure we got it right. Have you been baptized the correct way? Have you received the Holy Ghost? How do you know? Somebody told me one time, they said, yeah, I received the Holy Ghost. I said, well, how did you know? I'm asking out of sincerity. They said, I cried. You know, that's not according to scripture, though. Somebody else can say they smiled. They laughed. We can say all sorts of things. But it has to match what's in the word of God. Now, crying is good. I'm not saying crying is bad. I've shared many tears. Being overwhelmed by the power of God. But we got to make sure that what we're saying and what we believe is correct. We got to make sure. So that's what we're talking about tonight. Being back to the basics, getting back to the basics, making sure we've been baptized, making sure we've received the Holy Ghost because somebody out there has not did it. And the question is, what are we waiting for then? We're running out of time every day. You know, every 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 day or every other day, I get messages about, you know, people have uh, 
killed others or um, committed suicide, all sorts of things. We, we see the devil is busy. You see people robbing, uh, even some people just dropping dead, having heart attacks, having strokes. You know, younger people dying from COVID, all sorts of things. We're running out of time every day. And so at what point will we do those things that God is asking us to do? At what point will we do it? What does God have to allow to happen to us to get our attention? Because, you know, God is allowing stuff to happen to people. But people are still ignoring him. Somebody uh, losing a lot of money. And they find themselves praying, God, help me get out of this situation. And they get help and they still don't turn to God. We get sick. We praying, God, heal me. Once he heals us. We're right back to doing the same thing. We have not yet woken up. We've got to get back to the basics. We, we have to do those things that God tells us to do. So I'm hoping and praying that somebody will choose to be baptized. It's important. Being baptized the correct way, though. See, question your baptism. I've, I've talked to people and I start asking questions. They have no idea about the answer. Question the people baptizing you. Question uh, people in your church. Ask some questions. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. I'm not saying go and pick fights with people. Be sincere about this stuff. You know, anything we truly want to learn, we ask some questions. Anything you truly want to learn. I talked about being in school and in class. <laughs> in class, people get upset when folks ask questions, especially when the class should be over. They say, man, they still asking questions. I'm ready to go. But that is someone in there. They're trying to learn something. They're, they're not they're not focused on what time it is because they understand, man, the time is irrelevant right now. I want to be successful in this thing. I want to succeed. You know, will you feel that way about being saved? It's not about what time it is. It's not about what somebody else is doing. It's not it's not about anything else other than truly finding out what you need to find out. The Bible tells us he's rewarded to those that diligently ask him questions. These are folks seeking him. These are folks asking questions. They're paying attention. They're taking notes. They're doing stuff. They're being proactive, as someone would say. God is looking for people like this. God is looking for folks like this because there's not many you have you try to have a conversation with someone about God find out how far it's going it won't go very far but now <laughs> I know for any sports fans out there especially NBA you bring up did you see the NBA trades today I guarantee you they can talk about that we'll talk about that for the next hour yeah, man, I'm excited to see the game tomorrow. But ask them about being born again. They say, yeah, I'm already saved. You pursue that. Say, well, how were you baptized? They said, man, does it matter? You know, I had a man tell me. 
He said, man, I'm already saved. Talk to someone else. Talk to those folks that ain't saved. This is how we are. So, in my closing remarks, let's get back to the basics. Let's go back to the beginning. This is what Jesus started out with. He started out being baptized and receiving the Holy Ghost. But now, I know you, you out there are thinking, well, I've already been baptized. Have you been baptized in Jesus' name? That is completely different than being baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because neither one of those are names. And if it is, why don't you get a plane ticket in the name of son or in the name of daughter? Why don't you go to the grocery store and you say, I already put, uh, especially now we have curbside delivery. So why don't you go to Walmart and you've already put your order in? You, they said, what, what, what's the name on your order, son? They said, well, I, I don't have anybody by the name of son on here. So you'll have to get another name. He said, oh, 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 I'm sorry. It's not son. It's father. They said, I don't have anybody by the name of father either. Oh, it's Holy Spirit. They said, it ain't nobody by that name up here either. It has to be a name. And the only name is Jesus. That's the reason Paul baptized in the name of Jesus. That's the reason Peter baptized in the name of Jesus. You can go and find all the apostles. You will never once find any of them saying, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You're not going to find them say it. You won't find it. And these are the direct people who Jesus spoke to. He spoke face to face to these people. And here we are. We haven't spoken face to face. And we think we know better than the apostles. So we have to go back to what they did. And let's hold on to it. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And so if I can find someone is following God and they're going to tell me something I don't know. I'm willing to follow it as long as they're following God with that information. I'm willing to follow it. So thank you guys. God bless you guys. And at this time, I'll turn it back over into hands of Mel. Uh, <clears throat> firstly, I do see that we have a few comments. Um, Roderick says, good to see you, my brothers in Christ. Uh, Monique says, amen. Um, David says, these were the disciples of John. Talking from when we were in Acts chapter 19, um, those were the disciples that Paul had found um, down there in Ephesus. And um, Casey says, ye must be born again. And that is definitely true. But um, one thing I've noticed um, throughout the years is uh, we find a particular trend that may not be um, right with God. You know, it could be anything. And then people will talk down on that. And then some people will say, it's 2020 or it's 2021 or 2022. Let them people do what they want to do. And I'm thinking, what in the world does the year have to do with it? Because we all know, um, God said, hi, I'm the Lord and I change not. 
We all say God is the same yesterday, today, and he will be forevermore. But when it comes to things of salvation, we always put our modern twist on it. You know, I saw another post that said God is not going to rewrite the Bible for your generation. We have to do it. The, like Tony was saying, the apostles. Jesus taught these people for three years or three and a half years face to face in the flesh. So we need to take heed to what they did. We need to do the same thing. Why are we doing things so differently? So we definitely have to go back to the basis. It's the foundation. We, we talked about it before, the foundation of the gospel. And the foundation is the most important part when you're building any kind of structure. Because with the weak foundation, it's going to fall. We talked about that. The house that was built on the sand, as soon as the rain came, it fell. The winds were boisterous. It fell. And it said, and great was the fall of that house. But the one that was built on the rock, on a strong foundation, the storm still came, but it withstood it. Those who endure to the end, the same shall be saved. So I pray that you guys got something out of that message. You know, we don't tell these to get people jumping up and down and we don't ask for any donations or anything like that, because the only goal is for people to be saved. That's it. To help people in their walk with Christ. As I posted before, your walk with Christ may not always be a walk in the park. But when you keep going, and as Paul says, I reckon that the sufferings now, it won't be worth it will not be worthy of what's to come. It will make it all worth it no matter what we go through here. Because no matter where you end up, your soul will spend eternity somewhere, no matter how long you live on this earth. Eternity will make it seem like a snap of a finger, a blink of an eye, no matter how long. So again, uh, we thank you guys for tuning in, um, giving us your time. You know, you could have been anywhere else, but you chose to be here. Even if you're not watching live and listening on the podcast, you chose to click on it and listen to it. And we definitely appreciate it. Especially for those who are willing to listen, God definitely sees it. He sees your efforts. And we just want to encourage you to keep pushing because especially when you're trying to live a God-led life, persecution is going. People are going to talk about you. But And especially when it's your family. But you can't let that stop you from your walk with Christ. Because that's why Jesus said, those of your own household are your worst enemies because those are the ones you know that we're close to. So if they say something that's against what God is saying, we're we're more than likely going to listen to them because of who they are. But that's why he said you must love me more than mother, more than father, more than anyone. So I'm done. As my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, message the page if you want the link. It's a good message each and every single time. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimony. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. Thank you guys again for tuning in and have a happy, safe and blessed weekend. And we'll see you guys then. Thank you again. Thank 
you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always.